activate your personal shield and get your trait to level 3 because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm Sage. And I'm Sam. And this is episode 10. In this episode, we're going over the February update recently released by EA in February. And some podcast announcements. Let's get started. To start off, let's get our announcements out of the way. Oh. Announcement number one, we have been uploading our podcast episodes. We've got the first five on our YouTube channel. They are being re-uploaded to YouTube with gameplay. And I'm working on episode six, part one right now, and that is going to include some February update gameplay. So if you want to go check that out, our YouTube channel is Tie-Dye Sheep Films. Yes. Our second announcement is a party, which we are going to be hosting in our Star Wars Battlefront podcast playstation community so if you want to party with us (laughs) (laughs) party like in 1999 okay if you want to party with us you're gonna want to send us a friend request on playstation telling us that you want to participate in the party go over and join our community and then on february 27th at 2 p.m central standard time we are going to have a party live Coming at you live from Colorado, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to join that, does it have to be eight people? You can have – how many people can you have in a party? Not sure. Well, anyway, if you want to join that Star Wars Battlefront podcast community on PlayStation, send us a friend request. We are Tayashi Films on PlayStation. Sorry for the Xbox players out there, but we do not have an Xbox. If we would, we would have another – party yes and if we had pc same there so this is just going to be a fun way that we can connect to you the listeners have your input on some podcast episodes or just talk about whatever yeah our final announcement is we have opened a patreon it is patreon.com slash battlefront podcast and on there we have four tiers you can go to that url and you can see those four tiers the um bonuses you get for donating one through twenty dollars and you can donate however much you would like you don't even have to you cannot donate at all and we would still keep on posting the podcast but remember when you donate we will be updating our equipment so we're not going to be spending it on candy all right yes this is all the money we will be receiving for the the from the patreon will be used to improve the quality of the podcast and help connect to the fans do giveaways that kind of stuff yes we will do giveaways and email us what you would like to see in a giveaway yes we were thinking about doing a giveaway with a controller because as gamers you use controllers and sometimes what? As, are you for real and sometimes as gamers you destroy those controllers when you slam it on the ground because someone headshotted you from 50 meters away oh <sighs> okay or <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> but you can go to that URL and you can check out the tiers and help support the podcast. So we can be doing this as long as we possibly can and have as the best quality that we possibly can. Okay, thanks, Bob. Let's move on. Now let's get to our main discussion topic. 
So I'm going to scan through this a little bit, but not too much. And this is all of this is the whole February update right here. This is the biggest update they had so far with four gigabytes. Yeah, almost four and a half gigabytes. And let's start off with the first one: additional content slash functionality. Okay. And the Jakku DLC, this is one of the reasons why it's so big, has been integrated and forced onto all of the people that have not downloaded it. <laughs> so if you're one of those people that... Scrub. If you're one of those people that did not download the Jakku free DLC, why not? You're forced. Now you have, now you have to. Obviously, they added a new map, Twilight on Hoth. Added to Walker Assault, Supremacy, Turning Point, Blast, Fighter Squadron, Drop Zone, and Heroes vs. Villains. Oh yeah, that this is what my second favorite map, besides the big indoor map. Yeah, Fighter Squadron would be awesome on there. It's um, it's I think it's a reference to the Star Wars Battlefront Star, the Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company because it's called Twilight on Hoth, and it's got all of these crashed ships on it. It's got flares all across the map. And the preferred no, the preferred time is to play it while the map is in night because it looks amazing. New mission, Survival in the Ice Caves, added to Survival Missions. So it's a multiplayer map converted into a Survival Missions, but it's got one unique thing to it. It's random on which... Like on the final wave, you can have AT... Or no, you can have ATSTs or TIE Fighters randomly appear. So it's got a random chance to spawn TIE Fighters or ATSTs or both. So you could be facing TIE Fighters and ATSTs. You know, because we were playing it the first day it came out and we were like, TIE Fighters? Why do they have TIE Fighters on here and how are you supposed to defeat them? But that is actually something random. Turning Point, Junla Wastelands, Forest on Endor, Outpost Beta, and Soros Sub Centroplex maps added to the playlist in Turning Point. So now you can play all those maps on Turning Point rather than just the Jakku. Yes, and I've played that and it's awesome. Okay, next one, Attract Mode, GNK Droid added, Gonk. So they've added the Gonk Droid if you're AFK in the title screen, it'll show up. Yes. Now, Settings. Gonk, gonk. Turning off music in the sound menu now turns off music everywhere in the game. So, if you're having troubles and you don't want to listen to the Star Wars music for some strange reason, you can turn it off in the entire game. Okay. Settings. Added a film grain setting slider in the video menu. Oh yeah, I've been using that. I've got it to 200% film grain all the way. Credits. Updated game credits list. Yes. So they've added some people that weren't in it or taken away some people that didn't help. I don't know. Okay. Now we have get to the weapons and star card changes, I guess. This is one of the things everyone wants to know about. Let's get started. The primary weapons damage against air vehicles have been increased by 10%. So if you're one of those guys that tries to shoot down TIE Fighters or... ATSTs or X-Wings you can now uh, have a chance to take them down the bowcaster Sam you're going to love this oh, oh. explosion damage increased from 10 to 15 per projectile and increased radius decreased 
from three to two point five millimeters. So you're gonna have to get closer, but you can but you can actually work out the most OP setup in the game. Yeah, I killed some people with it and got like one guy to like one health and just shot him, so killed him. And the bowcaster full charge direct hit from twenty to forty per projectile and a normal direct hit increase from twenty to thirty per projectile. So a bunch of the people were like screaming at EA and saying, Hey, why are you doing this to the bowcaster? Now it's not even usable. Okay. <laughs> now the barrage, its damage was increased from fifty to fifty five. And the cooldown was reduced from forty to thirty five seconds. They really needed that. And then the upgraded version is thirty five to thirty seconds. I think that was the highest cooldown in the whole game. It was definitely pretty high. Barrage. First volley of grenades no longer disappear if the user uses the refresh power-up and then fires a second volley. So I've actually never done that. I know what it's talking about. Yes, I have you, done that. You click the barrage, refresh, click the barrage. So and you normally would have six grenades, but it was three. And now they've updated that to where you can have six grenades. Oh, it's safe to go. The other ones blew up. Okay. Okay, it's something that I'm excited about is I'm actually not excited about is the homing shot lock time decrease from 1.5 seconds to 1.2 seconds. That was something I was so glad about in the January update. But I guess the people who were using homing shot weren't glad about it. Just like there's the homing shot users and the bowcaster users. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, homing shot, players in the ATGAR turret now receive on-screen notification when locked on. So, I don't even know what they're talking about there. I don't either. Okay, ion torpedo speed increased from 350 to 380 meters per second, and turning angle increased from 120 to 125 in order to more easily hit air vehicles. Yeah, so I was experiencing that trouble when trying to get the trophy walker defender. I would shoot the ion torpedo, and basically every time it would miss. And I finally got it, but now that they updated it, a lot more people will be getting that trophy. Yes. Okay. And when we were first going into it, scrolling through the trophies, we thought that one was impossible. Ooh, now I see. I was playing Cycler Rifle, and I was somehow just crapping with it. My accuracy was messed up, and... It's they actually nerfed it here. Pulse rifle movement speed while aiming decreased by thirty percent. I've I noticed that because I was trying to do like some cinematic shots with zooming in. Oh, the yeah. HUD turned off, and it was a lot slower than I remember. Okay, Tuscan cycler rifle movement speed while aiming increased by forty percent. So you can actually maybe some three sixty no scopes or <laughs> something like that. Okay, now they did another buff. Tuscan cycler rifle bullet speed increased from 300 to 450 meters per second. Oh, that's going to be very helpful. Because I would just aim, and then I'm aiming at their head, they move, and then I miss. So <laughs> now you can get the precision shot trophy a lot easier, or achievement if you're on Xbox. Orbital strike fixed bug, where it sometimes would not trigger on button press. Yes, I've experienced that a lot. I have too. Like, okay, I'd be jump packing to try to do some epic thing, pop the orbital strike while I'm midair, and guess what? It doesn't, and while I'm on the ground, it sh shoots right there, so I die. Yeah, I didn't know that was a bug, actually. I thought it was just meant to be that way. Okay, vehicle changers. This is going to excite a lot of people who have been playing mostly fighter squadron and 
on the Imperial side, the A-Wing has an increased hitbox size. And it now properly takes damage when colliding with an ATST while having the shield active. Oh, every time I would get in an ATST, people would try and blow me up. People in the A-Wings pop their shields, run straight at me, and I would die. Yeah, that is a little bit handy when playing, but trying to get the trophy, crush them with one swift stroke. Yes. And the Slave 1. Players can now see the shield icon on rebel vehicles when a shield is active. Hmm. So that means they can run away from the Millennium Falcon when they see it coming. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> run! I got... We were playing Fighter Squadron and I literally got the hero pick up every game. It was awesome. Yeah, I would mostly get the Millennium Falcon. I'd try to ram him, but he has that speed boost. But it's kind of hard to get a ram, good ram on him. <laughs> the ATST T-47 airspeeder kills with a missile while firing the primary cannons at the same time. Now properly awards a kill, previously registered as a suicide. Now we've got an ATAT bug fix. The um, the orbital strike ability would sometimes not have the aiming rectical move. Have you been experiencing that? No, I don't really go with ATST pickups. I've only been in it once. The whole time I've been playing Battlefront. <laughs> been in it like three times, maybe four. Okay, T-47 airspeeder. Players will no longer receive an out-of-bounds message on Graveyard of Giants during turning point when a control point is at, is captured. Yeah, I've, I've actually experienced that. I don't play much turning point, though. Mm, yeah. Now we're getting to the multiplayer game mode changes. Okay. Game mode changes. General, pre-round timer lowered from 30 seconds to 20 seconds. Not that big of a deal. I actually like that because when I'm playing around just a like binge of a single mode, I want it to start as soon as possible. Walker Assault fixed power-up spawns on Sorosub Centroplex. Don't know what that. Fixed power-up spawns. I guess it was random previously. Yeah, I don't know. Walker Assault ATAT health increased by 18% on Outpost Beta, 8% on Junlin Wastelands, 20% on Forest of Endor, 4% on Soro Sub, Centroplex, and 5% on Graveyard of Giants. So basically, they're giving health to the maps where ATSTs most get targeted, I guess, and get killed more, like the open maps where ships can spawn in, but I don't know why they would buff the. ATSD in indoor since it's you to have no ships whatsoever. Well, anyway, yeah. Walker Assault spawning as an Imperial hero after the ATSDs just passed the second set of uplinks no longer despawns one of the ATATs. Walker Assault the second ATAT no longer bumps into the wreckage of the other on Soro Sub Centroplex. Oh, that's hilarious! When the first ATAT is destroyed during the first uplink. <laughs> <laughs> I know a bunch of like funny plays and stuff on YouTube. They always include that one. <laughs> okay. Droid Run. Correct objective notification is now displayed to all players if someone is killed while trying to claim the droid. I do not know. I have not experienced that. Droid Run. Improved spawn zones on Dune Sea Exchange. Okay, they're slowly but surely updating the spawn points, which I think it needs a lot. Okay. Supremacy. Fixed power-up spawns on Junlin Wastelands, Forest of Endor, and Soros Sub Centroplex. What? Are you kidding me? 
What? Sup- crap, man. Supremacy is the way I was getting the trophy. So I guess they're going... Because I would usually go on Junlin Wasteland, Supremacy, Imperial side. I knew where the ATSD spawned. I would s- just sit there the whole entire time. Oh, that's why it wasn't spawning when you were right by it. Maybe. Let's see. Supremacy improved spawn zones on Forest... On Junlin Wastelands, Outpost, Beta, and Forest of Endor. Improved spawn zones on Ice Caves, Fighter Squadron. Players are now protected while spawning on Graveyards of Giants. I do not... Don't play much Fighter Squadron. Okay, I know what it's talking about. So, normally when you would spawn, you have that animation, and people could attack you with that animation if they get up there. But now they're protected while you're actually getting to the battle. Now we have the mission changes. General. Both players will now properly see the charge card pickups if one player is, if player one is using a third star card hand without a charge card. General. Player two's changes to control settings no longer update player one's controls when playing split screen. Okay, so. So one person can have the HUD on, the other one can't. Okay, that is awesome. Because I was trying to change the HUD off and it turned off Sam's as well. Battle. Fixed AI spawn issues on Tatooine. Didn't didn't really have that problem. Survival. Wave 10 on Sullust will now always spawn if the player slash co-op team dies and restarts the round or if a player picks up a collectible during the Wave 9 transition. Remember when I was playing that and I died? I couldn't respawn? Oh, yes. I guess that's what it was. So Sam, Sam died and then he tried to respawn but it was... It was not possible for him to respawn unless the wave was cleared. Right? Yeah, something like that. Okay, survival. Partner spawns on Sullust will no longer fail if the currently alive player is in a confined area. Hmm. Okay, so say you've got this perfect camping spot on Sullust and you want to spawn right by your co-op partner. You can now do that. Co- uh, survival. Co-op players can now unlock the complete on hard difficulty without spending a life if one player dies and then waits until the other player completes the wave so they get a free respawn. So we were trying to 5-star all the missions and we ex- actually experienced that. We died and then we waited to clear the round to respawn and we didn't get that. Because it worked on one on Hoth but didn't work on Indoor. Yeah. So... That is fixed. Hero changes. General. Heroes no longer get stuck in a stunned animation state. That's very handy because Darth Vader hits you a couple times, you can't even move, and you just get destroyed, ripped to shreds, man. Darth Vader. And Darth Vader is already slow. (laughs) Princess Leia indoor outfit updated. Congrats on completing the lead, the Rebellion Challenge. So we now have a princess leia indoor outfit and she now looks like a regular soldier which is very frustrating because i was playing heroes versus villains and i kept on shooting leia not noticing that she was actually princess leia and then she turned around and shot me once with her charged trooper bane or something yeah her trooper bane speaking of trooper bane trooper bane now only knocks back primary target target not nearby enemies Hmm. and then now luke skywalker luke skywalker increased saber rushes damage against other heroes from two percent to six to eight percent 
That's good. Because I was experiencing a lot of lesser damage when doing that move. Luke Skywalker lightsaber swing hit radius is reduced from 0.3 to 0.25 meters. Now Han Solo zooming is no longer sometimes it plays a gun scope. Okay, Emperor Palpatine shock troopers modified primary weapon damage to match Leia's honor guard's primary weapon damage over time. Oh. Yeah, because you cannot, unless you're like strafing, kill a Imperial or hurt honor guard with the shock trooper. Their A2ADC does double damage. Just melts you. Okay, now miscellaneous bug fixes. General lighting, textures, audio, user interface, text, and collision fixes. Okay. <laughs> Controls. Legacy control schemes have had their layout more clearly defined. Colorblind. Oh. Enemy players highlighted with scan pulse now have the correct deuteronophia or protonopia <laughs> settings on graveyard of giants and gauze and badlands. Okay, PC only. Fix the bug where a player would lose functionality with an Xbox 360 controller after inviting a player to a private match and then starting the game. Just PC only, air vehicle sensitivity lowered from 0.9 to 0.45 for easier mouse control. Okay, ooh. Achievement slash trophies updated. Text on impressive, most impressive, and survival and survivor to clarify the requirements. So they basically change the name. Okay, and... This one is amazing. They have updated, finally fixing the blast playing the objective. Yeah, I'm glad they did that because I just recently got that one. Yeah, we heard that they updated that and we're like, blast, go to blast. Yeah, that same day I got like three trophies. And next week we're having a best ways to get a platinum, get some harder trophies with a special guest. Sam Mirko. Speaking of platinum. And in that episode, we recorded it before this one and before we got the news, so don't mind all of the um, the outdated, outdated material. Yeah, but speaking of platinum, we only have one more trophy before we get our platinum. So it's going to be awesome. So excited. When we first got Battlefront, we scrolled, scrolled through it and we're like, how is it possible to get this platinum? Yeah, and the hardest one was definitely Master. The one that I'm currently trying to get is crush them with one swift stroke. And that's just time tedious consuming. and time-consuming. you got to requit. I only played Jundland Wastelands on Supremacy, which I might have to change now. So, um, You guys already have your Platinum, Lucky Dogs, because we weren't just trying to get our Platinum before the update. We are just casually trying to get trophies, not hardcore. Yeah, and our cousins, Bo and Brett... Hashtag shout out <laughs> if they ever listen to our podcast, which they don't. <laughs> well, they were like, How is it possible to get this platinum? And we're like, We're on 95%. They're like, What? Are you for real? Did you ask them that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they were blown away because they only have like 25% or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they barely play it. And their internet sucks, so most of the trophies are multiplayer. And something that I think they should add in the future is all of the online game modes, change it to where it's playable offline with multiple people so you can uh, battle against your friend instead of joining sides or join on the same side against waves of enemies trying to do 
the objective and then have the trophies available for those game modes. And then maybe like on Blast have the AIs on Master so you actually have a hard time getting the trophy <laughs> because normal AI are easy peasy, my eggs are cheesy. Yeah, Master AIs just suck. They suck! Master AI suck? Yeah, Sulla's battles took me probably ten tries to get that. Oh. It's just so hard playing the survival modes. And it gives you a lot of replayability if you go after the trophies. But. If you just want a five star, and after that it's useless, you don't have to play it anymore. Unless you like want to go with your friend to see who's the better player. That's the best usage for that game mode. Oh, you think you're better than me at Battlefront? Let's go, little man. They should have like a fighter squadron single player thing. That but, would be fun. But the Beggar's Canyon is just you're on the same team, so you can't like see who's the better pilot. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, leave a review or tweet at us at tiedeyesheepyt or leave a comment on YouTube. Or email us at battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel you would give a good perspective on the podcast, email us. We now have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. May the force be with you. Always.